0: Hey, everyone. It's time for the Pop Culture Workshop. My name's Kevin Hart. I'm Mike Wimacher. And a lot to get to, once again, I think we'll start, Kev, something that a lot of people are talking about, especially those who are Star Wars fans, even just a tertiary Star Wars fan. Yeah. The finale of Obi-Wan. Now, I found it interesting. This was supposed to be a one-off, like, six-episode arc.
1: Yeah.
0: I found it interesting, though, when I went to watch it Wednesday night, Disney Plus had season finale, yeah. not series finale.
1: Yep. Well, it's um, if it does well and has a good reception, then, you know, why not? And I back? ask
0: you, as someone who, for me, it was the original trilogy yeah. that got
1: me into Star Wars. For you, it was the prequel, right? It was. It was technically, yeah, that was the first one I watched was Revenge of the Sith, um, and then I went back and rewatched uh, the originals. So for you. What did you feel about Obi-Wan? Well,
0: overall, as as a whole, now you've seen the whole arc of this particular season
1: or whatever it may be, did you enjoy it and you feel it was necessary? I I enjoyed it. I felt it was, I mean, I... In terms of being necessary, I mean, I don't know. But I do know that um, in terms of being a fan of Star Wars... It almost feels like, and I think I even said this on this podcast a couple of weeks ago, that um, it you know it feels like you know getting the prequels right sort of. Yes, that's how I feel about them. I mean, I think, I mean, I'm sure we would have been as Star Wars fans happy or you know miserable because Star Wars fans <laughs> just hate everything. True. Um, without the Kenobi t- TV series, but it was good. You know, even though he wasn't in as much of it as. People probably hoped for. It was good to see Hayden Christensen get his like, get his due as Anakin Skywalker.
0: Yeah, I I think you're hitting on some pretty key points there. The thing I I take away from it most, as far as it wasn't necessary, I think they did a good job of making it necessary. Yeah, because. While it was Obi-Wan, that's the title character, and you did see his journey and and the back and forth to your point of Anakin and and Vader. And a lot of people were talking about, I want to get too spoiler, but spoiler alert here. A lot of people are saying how the line in there, when you see the wonderful visual of half of Anakin's face, half of Vader's face, and Vader saying, I killed Anakin Skywalker that's the loophole everyone kinda of points out to in episode four and episode five when when Obi Wan tells Luke Darth Vader killed your father yeah. everyone's like, Well now he is her father, like what's going on? So it kind of tied that ribbon together. Yeah. But
1: And that never bothered me though. No, like, it never bothered like me. Like when much when it. I I mean even when and admittedly in episode six it is it is very much a gotcha when he's like, Well what I told you was a true from a certain point yeah, of view. view. But I mean I always thought that it was like He anyways would have been like, yeah, your father is, um, you know, your father is not the man he once was and he's dead. Right, yeah. That's how I always interpreted that. So I didn't know if it needed to be a... Yes, that was part of it. But I think the biggest thing for me to take away
0: was while it was Obi-Wan title, this to me was more of the series, more of an origin story of the beginnings of the rebellion to where we get to episode 4. And of Princess Leia.
1: Yeah. It was
0: a Princess Leia origin story. It, to but, me, yeah. even more than an Obi-Wan story. And that's what kept me engaged. That's what kept me entertained. Because that was a story we had not seen. Yeah. right. We know the dynamic of Anakin and Obi-Wan. And, and I did like, to your point, see that play out. And I did enjoy Anna, uh, Hayden Christensen finally getting to kind of embrace... A different side of Vader and of Anakin kind of seeing that, which was nice. But the biggest takeaway for me being a Star Wars fan, and when you make these shows where you know the outcomes, right? Yeah. We we know what happens eventually with Obi-Wan and Darth Vader, okay? It gave context to that, but I didn't know about Leia in her youth or what her... How she got that personality she had? Why was Obi Wan Kenobi her only hope? Why would she name her son Ben? Uh, ben Solo. Now I know. Like yeah. these were stories I didn't have before. As a, and so that's what I really enjoyed of this particular series. Not not the Obi Wan stuff, which was fine. It was they threw a curveball at you, focusing focusing more on the Luke or excuse me on the Leia and Obi Wan relationship and not the Luke and Obi-Wan relationship. Yeah. Because you knew that wasn't going to be there because Luke doesn't really know in, in episode 4 when he sees the Leia hologram and he goes, "Old Ben, the weirdo that lives at like so yeah. so like you should have known." But uh, Star Wars where to be the other big thing was the uh, Riva character. Oh yeah. I enjoyed that arc of that character and it'll be interesting to see does that character get a spin-off? Where do they go from now?
1: There, it's it's, I mean, of course we're not going to spoil what um, eventually happens with her character, um, but there is the possibility if they decide to go to a second season, uh, possibility you could see her. Yes. I mean, there's plenty of characters you see in this series that y- you maybe were not expecting to see, and yes, so there's 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 that. And for a, and for a prequel fan like yourself,
0: let me just ask you, and we don't want to spoil anything here on the Pop Culture Workshop. But that last scene, how how good did that make you feel I was, as a fan of the prequels? I
1: was like, finally they put him <laughs> in the movie. I mean, you know, it's there's you know there's memes of it going around. So I mean, if, if you really haven't seen it yet, I won't spoil it. But it's th- there's a character that shows up that you basically expected to show up in Episode Three, of the movie, mm-hmm. um, and really hasn't shown up since then. Or it, since episode it,
0: one, yeah, and it, and and sometimes voiced in the animated shows like the Clone War stuff, yeah. but you really haven't seen them in physical form since episode one, yeah. and so it, it to me that was a nice ending, and it and it does pay a little fan service to those who like yourself, Kev, who got brought into the Star Wars universe with the prequels, yeah, and so I like how they're kind of kind of doing that and giving those universally kind of panned films. Finally they're due and adding context of to the prequels. Yeah. Uh, Ms. Marvel, also streaming. We're in episode three of Ms. Marvel. It is finally starting to hit its stride. It is a show that I think takes a little to get into, but I do feel that it's definitely found its way now. I know a lot there's a lot been written that it's its viewership has not been as high as other Marvel uh, Marvel Disney Plus shows. Yeah. But in the demographics at school younger and skew towards minorities, it's done really well. And that's what you need to be able to sustain success. You need to open it up to everyone. And I think that's been the coolest thing I've seen from Miss Marvel is we're now seeing a variety, of different spectrum of
1: heroes with different abilities and their stories. Right. And um, I wasn't able to get all the way through to episode three. I only made it actually a little bit through episode two, um, just... Uh, there was a lot going on yeah. the other night, but um, it, I mean, I I like it. I like what I've seen. That I, I love that first episode. Um, the, the first little bit I saw of episode two, I enjoyed. It's that, you know, as we say, the, you know, the coming of age sort of story of you know a, a kid finding out she has superpowers, and I do enjoy it. I mean, it's a really it's 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 a nice change of pace in terms of yes. the superhero shows <laughs> and movies that we usually get. Yeah, and I will say, if you're struggling to get through those first
0: couple episodes. It hits its stride in Episode 3. You yeah. get a lot of payoff in Episode 3. There's three more to go. And I think there's a lot more story to tell. And the character will be appearing uh, in a Marvel movie on the big screen, The Marvels, yeah. with Captain Marvel and Ms. Marvel. So definitely keep with it and you will enjoy it. Another vastly different superhero and vastly less saccharine and more blood and guts. The Boys, I have not watched it yet as a recording of this particular uh, episode of the uh, Pop Culture Workshop but it's it basically if you're a fan of the comic of The Boys this is the episode you've been waiting for since its existence yeah. we are finally getting the hero gasm episode and for those who may not know what that is you just watch the show you have not read the comics usually I'm a guy who's read the comics and watched the show yeah. The Boys is not a comic I've read yet at all but I've loved the show thus far but long story short Every year in the comics, the heroes that we see take a week-long sabbatical, saying that they're going to fight some unknown evil. But what it ends up being is just a hedonistic getaway for superheroes: sex, drugs, and sex with whomever, whatever. It's just basically it's it's you know Emperor what Nero uh, mm. and that kind of thing. Just like watch, Caligula. Caligula. That's yeah. what the word, that's the emperor I was looking for. Yeah. And that's what it is. And they've put up warnings. I don't know if you saw, Kev, that Twitter actually declined the emoji that the boys wanted for people when they hashtagged Herogasm. It was an eggplant the with egg a cape.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and so it's going to be a lot. It, oh, yeah. it, it's going to be a lot. I'll give you a full report next week because I will watch it this weekend. But I just want to throw it out there that, it, that the quintessential episode for some boys fans is happening now.
1: Okay, well, um, uh, prepare yourself. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Make sure you're watching that when the kids are in bed, if you have children. You don't want yeah. them to see any portion of that particular
1: Or if you're film. younger, don't watch it with your parents. Right, exactly. Or, there's or if yeah. you're at any age, don't watch, watch it. Watch it with your parents
0: your is what it boil- boils down to. Yeah. Um, moving on, uh, another superhero, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, if you've not seen the theater, now streaming on Disney Plus and all okay. other streaming outlets. I did talk to Eric Davis this week, and... Uh, even if you have Disney Plus, you can buy it on Vudu with a bunch of special features that the Disney Plus version does not have, including commentary from Sam Raimi. Oh, nice. So if Very you good. even if you have Disney Plus uh, and you want the extra features, you can go buy that from Vudu. Yeah.
1: And speaking of special features and uh, um, re-releasing movies... Uh, Spider Man No Way Home's coming back to theaters. With yes. Deleted scenes.
0: Yeah, I saw that. That's going to be happening, I think, in August, I yeah. want to say. Um, makes sense. They're trying to make sure they have the stranglehold and any little extra bit of money that you can bring in. I, obviously, Sony knows Morbius did not do well for them. I was Although, say. Uh, VOD, it's been doing pretty good in video on demand. Um, good for them. Yeah, but yeah, that's an interesting point you bring yeah. up about. What's going to be the extra footage? What was left out? And I, how many people go back in the theater to see it again?
1: Well, I mean, if it's a true extended version that's worth paying the ticket price for, I mean, it's it's one thing to... Sometimes you get these DVDs, I guess now you get Blu-rays, that would have deleted scenes on them. And, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's outtakes, but other times it's, you know, full scenes that have special effects that it's like, this just didn't fit into the movie um, it'll be interesting to see if the special effects are finished in some of these deleted scenes because if they just throw them up there, because that's what they did when they re-released Endgame in theaters. Yeah. They put some, like, deleted scenes back in that were, like, unfinished. Yeah, like... it just it, it ruined the flow of the movie. Yeah. So, yeah, it has to be organic,
0: so we'll see what happens uh, with that. Uh, I did want to mention real quickly, and I, I don't want to get too much into this discussion because we try to be positive here on the Pop Culture Workshop. Yeah. But the Lightyear movie did not make as much money in the box office as people thought. Yeah. And my first inclination was that Disney had conditioned their audience that Pixar movies go straight to Disney+. Plus, right? Uh, because we hadn't had a Pixar movie in a the theater since onward in 2020. Yeah. You know, Turning Red went straight there. Soul went straight there. Luca went straight there. So people were, not it wasn't becoming an event that it once was. Uh, talking to Eric Davis, he brought brings up a good point that that may not be a specific Disney thing. It may just be because of the pandemic that people just expected animated films to come to them. And yeah. so with, with where we are and with the amount of money and prices on everything going up, you may not want to take, your child and invest all that money when 10 days 45 days those particular movies are going to be at my house
1: yeah and
0: if i have that streaming, why am i going to go pay when i know in a certain amount of days those movies are going to come back i'm going to save my movie going budget for a bigger fare than an animated movie right yeah. So that was the argument that Eric Davis made, and I think there's a lot of validity to that.
1: Yeah, a lot of people, and there was a big discussion about this, um, especially around the time of the Oscars, um, when Amy Schumer made that joke about like animated movies and like, oh, well, you know, you just you know you put them on, so your kids can, you know, whatever. There's there's a lot of really good animated movies that you know really have uh, a, a wide mass appeal, and I think there, to your point, there's a lot of people still just think, oh, these kids' cartoons will watch them. right on the tv when you know (laughs) right exactly so it's it's unfortunate and and there is of course we're not going to get into the like really just you know nasty things people were saying about the movie no no. that are by the way i mean i've seen the movie completely unfounded
0: (laughs) (laughs) i've seen the movie i enjoyed the movie uh i also think it suffered from it being kind of a meta idea like the concept was kind of heady of here's this character people have loved for four movies, but that's not the character you're getting. You're getting the the movie that the character that you come to know love as a toy was based off of. So there, it, yeah. it, it was kind of a heady concept, so I think that also lost a little bit of the yeah. audience, too. They
1: had some amazing... Uh... CGI at least for their movies in 1995 in the Toy Story. Universe. Yeah, they really did. That's very <laughs> oh, true. Very true.
0: Cool. Um, speaking of animated, before we get to a couple of movies coming out this weekend uh, Beavis and Butthead do the universe out yeah. on Paramount Plus. I'm not a Paramount Plus subscriber. Uh, so far, I've seen positive reviews. I was a huge Beavis and Butthead fan growing up, yeah. went and saw Do America in theaters. I'm interested to see how that brand of Beavis and Butthead humor plays in 2022. Yeah. Um, But I think there's so many more avenues for them to, pardon my language, on things like TikTok videos and YouTube videos that they didn't have when they first came out. So I'm interested to see how that goes. And I do, for the most part, Mike Judge does a pretty good job of things.
1: Yeah. he's—I He was able to keep uh, King of the Hill relevant for so long. Um, And that people still... I was talking to somebody the other day about uh, how they and their roommates were watching King of the Hill, and they're like, this is still such a good show that holds up. And I think um, something like Beavis and Butthead is like, that's, I think, one of those properties that um, I think we need right now. We we just just need their mindless dummies. They're mindless dummies off the beaten path sort of humor. That's what we need. Yes, I would agree. (laughs) Uh, moving on to the movies that are coming out
0: this week here on the uh, Pop Culture Workshop. Black Phone is I've, a movie
1: that's got 80, it's 87% I've, fresh on Rotten Tomatoes I, right now. I, I, I read a review of it. I listened to a review, I should say, rather. I say read, but it's... Uh, you know, Anyways. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it seems like a really creepy concept. And, and as sort of a... a I mean, it's not realistic because it's a horror movie, but it's like, it's sort of, it's, you know, the the idea of, you know, kidnapping kids and, you know, that's well, that's set, that's the fear that we all had growing up.
0: I believe it's set in the 70s when I'm talking to Eric Davis and yeah. Ethan Hawke plays the bad guy, which he's done with Moon Knight and now this. Yeah. He's a really good actor. A guy called The Grabber. And he kidnaps kids, locks them in a basement. And in this particular instance, a phone rings in the basement. And it's his past victims from the beyond talking to this kid who's his current victim of the kidnapping. So, supernatural kidnapping horror, it's gotten 87%. I'm intrigued by it. I don't know if I'm gonna go out and see it in the theater, but I'm definitely intrigued to watch it probably when it comes to video on demand. Uh, and then the other movie out Boz Lerman's Elvis. Elvis. This at 81% fresh. And Eric Davis, when I talked to him from Fandango, and you can hear that complete interview if you listen to the Let's Talk Arts Entertainment, yeah. Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WMAY, he thinks Austin Butler, who plays Elvis, is going to get a best actor nod for this particular performance.
1: He, from what, what I've seen, at least in the trailers, and from what I've heard about it, I mean, he has Elvis down pretty good. I mean, he looks him. I mean, and f- even in interviews, he sort of sounds like him. Uh, so it'll be, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. And I mean, Baz Luhrmann is a good director. Um, I, I'm one of the people who actually defended his great Gatsby movie. Okay. I, I think it's better than the seventies one. Oh yeah. By yeah, far. Yeah. The seventies one is good. If you have a book report, and you don't want to right, write. Right. Exactly. Cause it's, Cause it's word for word, everything in the book. But, uh, there, there, there are some things about Elvis that are, you know, in in modern days, and it was a, a problem, I'm sure, back when he was doing this. But you know, there's a lot of more scrutiny on him uh, appropriating black culture, yes, their music, um, and also, you know, you know, Priscilla was 14 when they got married. Yeah. I mean, and he was 28. Yeah, and they they kind of talk about that in the movie, but not really. Apparently, um, I mean, that's what you're gonna get though when you have the and it's not Hollywood. Like, and it's Hollywood. It's not like he's. You know, I'm not. I'm not excusing it, but it's. If if we had to get rid of every musician who did that, uh, you, we would have no music left. I yeah, mean, the from very, that yeah, era. From that era, yeah. I yeah. mean, it was a different time. We we understand and it was, that. And it was, but again, that doesn't make it okay. No, that does not make. I it I mean, okay. and it's it's still something they. But but, but it's Hollywood. I but mean, but it's Hollywood, and I know it focuses more on um Tom Hanks who plays the Colonel. Yeah, and it
0: according to um once again eric davis according to him while the runtime is lengthy over two hours yeah you never look at your watch because it's the frenetic boz lerman pace yeah and it goes three decades of elvis's career and each decade has one defining performance musical performance that they knock out of the park yeah so if you're a, a fan of elvis if you're a fan of bohemian rhapsody of rocket man yeah. this is probably a movie you're also going to enjoy
1: right it's, it's, it's got that very much similar style of um uh, their their life like a like it's i mean it's a, it's a cliff it,
0: yeah it's a cliff note version of their life hitting to your point kev not really dealing with some of the the issues and the tragedies as much as celebrating the artist and giving you kind of a quick look at like i said a cliff notes version hitting the highlights along the way
1: yeah because I I think um, yeah there I mean there's a lot that they could talk about but I mean they they don't want to for a big budget you know sort of yes exactly a biopic so, movie they don't want to really or they want to yeah. do the biopic um, way of their rise the troubles they have with drugs or alcohol and then the redemption the sorry redemption yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean so. it's i mean I, and i'm not spoiling anything by saying that i i have not seen it and i can 100% guarantee you that's probably how the movie goes yeah yeah so. i'm looking
0: forward to seeing uh, the austin butler kid as overweight uh, shiny
1: jumpsuit elvis yeah. so
0: if he can pull that off then he deserves the oscar well the
1: prosthetics look good from what yeah. i've seen he's yeah, really definitely. Like, So, so
0: yeah there you go. That's uh, that's all we have for you this week in the Pop Culture Workshop. Appreciate you tuning in. Remember, do not watch Herogasm with your children. Yeah. What, or, or with your parents.
1: Yeah. That, that's one you watch on your own time. Or with anybody you wouldn't watch a movie with a gratuitous sex... I mean, it sounds like it might almost just be like a very high budget, like, porn episode. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that. Yeah, exactly.
0: So if you, unless you feel comfortable watching that kind of episode with other folks... Hero gasm and the boys this season, uh, this particular episode dropping this week. Probably not one to watch.
1: But other family entertainment as we Yeah, it's exactly. There's
0: plenty. There's plenty other family entertainment out there. So uh, yeah. enjoy, and we'll be back next week.